Today on the show, I'm happy to have Amal Amini. He's the founder of GovernGPT.ai. They're using AI to expedite market compliance reviews in financial institutions. Before this, you're telling me that you applied to DeepMind and they told you you were too ambitious and competitive. So what happened there? Yeah, after rounds of interviews, of technical interviews, they have a final round of HR and they told me that I came off too ambitious and too competitive and I wouldn't fit in their culture. So I was like, well, it is what it is. So they diagnosed you with entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah. I think even at the time I had in my head that two years after DeepMind, I would quit and leave and sort of set up. So now you've decided you're going to start your own AI company. So how has this path been so far? Challenging, fun, exciting, the most fun I've had in my life. And every day it's a lot of challenges. Yeah, like product sales at the end of the day is the most important focus. After getting into YC, it's been a lot more heavy in terms of the pressure we feel, but it's also been a lot more focused on who do we serve and what problem do we solve. I want to hear your experience with Y Combinator. What was it like approaching them, getting spot backed by them and how's that whole thing been? So I applied actually while I still had my previous job in, for the last batch with the previous co-founder, we got rejected. And then after that, they immediately broke up. And that's when I went to my best friend and I told him, hey, I need to build this with you so that no matter what rejections come along in our way, which is that's the path of entrepreneurship, that we will stick together and we'll have fun essentially along the way. Because that's the only way you can commit to it, I think, for like years to come and knowing that somebody is there to support you. Why see? So then we applied again together. This time we got in. It's the whole process takes about 10 minutes of an interview. Before that, you apply. It takes a while to summarize everything. They really want everything to be super simple and super crisp and clear. We were supposed to go to the summer batch. We've gotten funding, yet we are officially now in the winter batch because of my visa situation, because I don't have my visa yet to the States. So that's why we are not in the States right now. But my co-founder was literally waiting for me to get my visa so we can go there now. We're talking to our YC partner regularly, who's, who's built unicorns before. So taking his advice has been really helpful. It's like hard love, harsh love. So they give you a lot of the experience of what to do, what not to do? Yeah, what to focus on, what not to focus on. Because there's a startup is always full of holes. And you can like always find like problems, but like what to focus on and what not to focus on, how to spend your time. I think that's the most important thing to do, to be honest. Like you can always like find reasons to justify everything, but at the end of the day, what's the 5% or 10% of the work that will deliver the right amount of product and that'll get enough sales so that you can get it off the start and in a path that can actually go towards building, becoming a unicorn. And I noticed that you're already extremely focused on what industry you're approaching. Yeah, we're focused on financial industry, wealth management within financial industry. So investor advisors and broker dealers in the US, they're regulated by SEC and FINRA. And we make sure their marketing team has a pre-review software that's approved and trained by their compliance works, essentially, by their compliance people. So as if they have a chief compliance officer next to the marketing team at all times so that they wouldn't have any mistakes, essentially, on their documents before it hits the compliance. So they, they know exactly like what's compliant and what's not compliant within the risk appetite of the firm. Did that focal point come from going through the YC process? 
it definitely helped. It definitely really helped because compliance as a whole is a cost center. So like, how do you actually find a problem that's going to be a revenue generating within compliance? I think that was one of the most important parts. Finding a recurring problem that's always there. We had two previous different products and we ended up pivoting because of IC actually. So because of the advice we'd been getting from YC and like chasing the metric that ended up forming our opinion of what product to build. It, the back end of the AI model hasn't changed fundamentally, but how it gets used, it's widely different because I think I used to be a scientist, machine like scientist, so like you're always thinking about building something that's like really cool in general. Whereas building a startup, especially at the very early stages, you want to build something super niche in a very specific process and what specific process do you want to focus on? I think that the metrics attached to it was given to us by YC essentially. What do you recommend to founders who are trying to find that focus? What is your approach to, what was your approach to how you figured that out? Yeah, so we went down the idea maze, definitely read books like Mom Test. Uh, I think that's like rule book number one that I'd always recommend to find the problem. Like you really need to talk to users at the end of the day. I think at the core of it, you really need to understand your users and customers. What are the pain points? What is the future state? What are the things that they really care about? What's going to be the most impactful things in their lives? Emotionally, individually, and then firm level, obviously. I think those things really affect and like matter. But at the end, and then what's recurring as in what's happening every week. So I think you need to find those things. And obviously you build something that you're uniquely positioned to build. So I think you should always play your game and what you're good at, not look at competition because there's always ways you can look at competition, but don't like, you should be aware of competition, but just to be aware, not really to impact how you go about this. So you recommend competing against yourself, not others. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think like that's the only way you can actually win. If you could tell your younger self any one thing, what would it be? Trust your intuition and gut hundred percent of the time at all times. If something feels off about a customer, about an investor, about a friend, about any, in any situation in life, I think that's the one thing I've been trying actively for the last two years. I think I'm closer and closer every day. And the only times I've made mistakes was because something that in my head was saying somebody is good for me, whereas something within my intuition was disagreeing with it. I should have listened to that voice. What experience happened in your life that now that's part of your thought process? I think it has happened with both ex-co-founders that I found on paper. Uh, I've had ex-co-founders that like on paper were way cooler than me. They built startups that became like, that they reached PMF and then I started like working with them. And I think that was, that's obviously great at the end of the day or friends or ex-partners. And I think at the core of it, you really want to focus on what unlocks you, what situation unlocks you, who unlocks you in that situation. So how can you play the best game you can play? That's your game and you. I think that's the most important thing. A bunch of different situations. Some of it's really painful. Like the one I told you, like I got rejected from DeepMind because of my personality. It would have been way more interesting or easier for me to handle it if it was just technical skill sets. I was like, okay, I like some technical skill sets. I work on it. I learn. And whereas this was my personality and it wasn't just once, it happened a couple of different companies. And then you make peace with it that this is who you are and how do I make the best out of it? Yeah. That's a strike at one's ego. Hey, listen, it's not your skill set. 
It's who you are as a person. <laughs> yeah. It's good. You ended up in the right place, running your own company, being backed by YC. So everything worked out. Yeah. We'll see. Talk to me five years and I have a unicorn or not. Let's see. TVD. No, we'll schedule the five-year follow-up podcast after this. I'd love that. How would somebody get in touch with your company, GPT? If somebody goes to the website, governgpt.ai.com, you have my calendar even on the website. So you can book. If somebody wants to talk about the product, I'm always available. Very good. If you are in the financial world, I say go check this out, everyone. And I want to thank you, Mamal, for coming on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time.